going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. We have a third individual in the studio with us today. That's right, we do. It is our new rescue bulldog, Dewey. The little Dew Bear. He is so cute. Uh, we think he's around two or a little bit under two, so he's still such a puppy and has such puppy behavior, but we just got him over the weekend, and he is so cute. He's just licking his paws right now. I wish you guys could see him. Yeah, so if you hear any, like, snorts. any sort of snorts or noise, it's definitely the dew drop. <laughs> it is, it is. So, um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, for today's story, we have received countless requests to cover this case over the past month or so because it's happening right now and foul play is absolutely suspected. So thank you everybody who recommended it and thank you everybody for listening and don't forget to share. And since we're not sure what happened to Jalissa, we will be speaking about her in the present tense. All right, guys, this is episode 237 of Going West. So let's get into it. In August of 2022, a 22-year-old woman headed out for a late-night snack with the promise that she would be back, but she never returned. Since then, her family, police, various organizations, and locals have been scouring the area looking for evidence. And with cell phone pings and surveillance footage, they're hoping to find answers as soon as possible. This is the story of Jalissa Fuentes. Jalissa Nicole Fuentes was born on February 8th, 2000 to parents Norma Nunez and Joey Fuentes in Selma, California. And before her came a sister, Irene, and after her came three younger brothers. So she is the second oldest of five kids. Selma is a small city in Fresno County, hosting about 25,000 people, but with almost 1 million people in the county. It's located about three hours southeast of San Francisco, almost smack dab in the middle of California. Her dad, Joey, says that Jalissa absolutely loves country living and being outdoors, and something that she really enjoys doing, especially in recent years, has been going to different lakes or to the beach, which is a few hours away, and just like bask in the beauty around her and clear her head. She loves doing that. But she is also described as a huge family person, like someone who loves any excuse to get together with her loved ones. So it's no surprise that she's very social and everyone seems to just absolutely love her. And I saw some posts on Facebook from her friends while, you know, I was digging into this case. And so many people are sharing silly videos and photos of her. And she just seems hilarious. And everyone seems to be missing that right now. Her sister Irene posted this to Facebook on August 18th, 2022. Quote, Jalissa is the person I love the most in the whole wide world. My baby sister. 
funniest person in the world with a big heart. Makes me laugh constantly. I miss annoying her on purpose. Miss laughing all day and singing and dancing. Aside from this, we've seen people describing her as a courageous woman with a sweet heart and someone who is just super carefree. She graduated from Selma High School just a few years ago, and this year, 22-year-old Jalissa worked at a packaging warehouse in Selma and has been for about two years. And she was living with her grandmother in the area, and her brother Joey also lived in the house. And just to give you guys a bit of a timeline, so Jalissa's disappearance takes place just one day after Kylie Rodney's whose case we covered a few weeks ago and who has been found deceased in the back of her car in the body of water right next to where she was last seen. Whether she died due to foul play or a car accident is still being investigated. And for reference, Kylie went missing four and a half hours north of where Jalissa did. So on Saturday, August 6, 2022, at about 8 p.m., 22-year-old Jalissa Fuentes headed just a minute up the road from her home to attend a family gathering for a very close family friend. Now, the party went until late, so she didn't leave until the early morning hours of Sunday, August 7th, after around 3 a.m. When she got back to her grandmother's house, she noticed that her brother Joey, who hadn't been at the party, wasn't home. So she called him at about 3.30 a.m. and asked where he was. He explained that he was in Fresno, just about 20 minutes or so away, and Jalissa told him that she was going to grab something from the store real quick and that she'd be back by the time that he got home. You know, she just said that she was going to be out for a few minutes. But Jalissa still has not made it home. So instead of jumping to later that morning when her family realized that she was missing, we're going to explain everything that happened from when she went to the store. Okay, so like Heath just said, after about 3.30 a.m., Jalissa headed up the street to a Selma gas station to get a little after-party late-night snack. Now, this convenience store is the AMPM located at an Arco gas station near Highland and Nebraska Avenue, which is open 24 hours a day, the, the AMPM is. For those that, that don't know the AMPM, it's just like a food mart that is attached to a gas station. Yeah, they're pretty much, I don't know if they're on the East Coast, but they're pretty much everywhere on the West Coast. Yeah, they are. They are scattered around at many different gas stations. And the reason that she didn't go to the AMPM straight from her friend's house is because she needed to grab her bag with money to do so, which she hadn't brought because her friend lived so close by. So she probably just ran over there, you know, with nothing on her, went back home, grabbed her money, and then went out again to get a snack. Right. Now, let's describe the area of this gas station for a second. So directly behind the gas station is large, open farmland and orchards. And this whole area in particular has a lot of orchards because right across the street from the gas station is beautiful, vast farmland as well. And then diagonally, there's just another gas station, which is a 76 gas station with a food mart as well. And then just more farmland on both sides of the road for a while. Because this gas station backs up into tons of land. Though in the other direction, where Jalissa came from, you start to get more into the center of Selma, where it's more populated with suburbs and such just up the road and, you know, lots of other businesses. But where this gas station is, again, <laughs> for the millionth time, sorry. It feels, it feels remote. Yeah, more remote, lots of land. 
So I can imagine being at this gas station in the middle of the night has almost a deserted feel due to the lack of buildings and people. And we're not sure what Jalissa's address is, so we can't confirm how close it was to her home. But we can assume that it was just up the road and that this was the closest place to her that was open, hence why she went there. Right, and considering she said she would be back in a few minutes, yes. I'm sure it wasn't that far, right? And she told her brother, like, I'm going to the AMPM, so yeah. that must have been somewhere that she went frequently. But still, yeah, there's not much around in that immediate area. So if there was someone lurking around, there wasn't really anyone there to see it. But without getting ahead of myself, let's talk about the next time that Jalissa was seen. At 3.59 a.m., so just after Jalissa left her home, surveillance footage caught her at the Arco gas station as she drove in by herself. In her silver 2011 Hyundai accent, she parked and then she walked inside the AMPM and approached the front counter. And it's noted that her rear windows were tinted, but it seems as though she was alone and police believe this as well. As it was a warm 73 degrees outside at this time, she's seen wearing a white Nike tank top, gray shorts, and black Nike slides. And she's holding a black Michael Kors backpack purse when she walks in and does her shopping only in the store for a couple of minutes. As she approaches the counter, a young man wearing white corded earphones with one earbud hanging off against his front side helps her with her snack purchase. And, you know, maybe that could speak to how slow it had been. Like, this guy's just listening to music, doing his right. job, and then she comes in, he takes out one of his earbuds and helps her and then probably goes back to doing just that. It was probably pretty slow. Yeah, exactly. So after this, Jalissa is seen walking out of the store alone getting back into her car and then driving away. The odd thing is that she turned westbound onto Nebraska Avenue towards the vast farmland that Daphne was just describing and away from the center of Selma. Whereas to go home, she would have had to go eastbound on Nebraska Avenue towards the center of Selma. And I can't imagine she would have you know, made this turn by mistake because there were probably no cars around. It's not like some stressful situation where she got distracted or she had to turn a different way due to all the cars and then she was going to turn around. It feels like she probably made this turn on purpose. So was she just planning to pull over next to an orchard and enjoy her snack with some music before heading home? Because it doesn't seem like she was planning to meet someone as her sole purpose for going out was to get a snack and then come home like she told her brother. Exactly. And I don't know what else would be over in that area. Like if she thought, oh, I need to make one more stop somewhere. But like you said, it's just vast farmland. So yeah. where would you really be going unless and you had like a friend that lived out that way and you had to go pick something up. But, but like it's 3.30 in the morning. Sure. Or actually it's 4 in the morning now. So it's right. so early or so late, depending on how you look at it. And I'm going to post photos of this area on our socials. By the time you're listening, they will be up. And I'll show you the, the map area where you can see like there's no businesses over that way, at least for a little while, um, because it's just all these orchards and farmlands. So it, it seems like the only reason she would go that way is to maybe just pull over and, you know, have a moment to herself. But that's such a weird part of the story is that turn. So alongside the various orchards were vineyards as well. And according to her family, she did like to go visit them to just relax and clear her head like she did with lakes and such, as I mentioned earlier, and particularly since she lost her good friend just last year. 
But would she do this in the middle of the night? It's not known. So after this, it's unknown to the public where Jalissa went and what happened to her. But at 5.24 a.m., so nearly an hour and a half after leaving the gas station, she FaceTimed her sister, Irene. Then one minute later, she FaceTimed her again. But Irene was asleep, so she didn't see these calls until she woke up later. Now, the weird thing about this is that we know Jalissa didn't come home. So what happened in that hour and a half? And why did she call her sister twice knowing it was so early? Like, was she in danger and hoping her sister would pick up? But Selma police say that they have retrieved other surveillance footage of either her or her car after leaving the AM PM, but they're not releasing where or when this was. It does seem like she was in her car, but when I say that, I mean, was it her car or do we know that she was in her car? When the police chief, Rudy Alcaraz, was stating this early on in the investigation, he also added, quote, right now there's nothing that is insinuating foul play. But again, we don't have much information. It just seems weird considering, like, I do believe in my mind that those calls were, like, reaching out because she was in danger. Because, I don't know, it just seems weird. Like, it, she, it's four in the morning. Why would she wake her sister up for, like, basically no reason just to FaceTime her? And she does it twice? Yeah, the and, like, right after the other. So it seemed like she needed something. And, you know, you could also say, oh, well, she didn't call police. She could have called 911 if she was in danger, right? But... It does seem really bizarre to the family that these calls were even made, especially at that time. And then we have to think about the fact that that is an hour and a half after she left the gas station. Why would she still be out at that time? Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to the footage that police have not released, whatever this is, it must not be suspicious. Like maybe just it's her car driving, though that in itself would indicate where she was going potentially. And even Jalissa's family have not been given this information. And the only thing they know is that Jalissa's car was seen driving back into Selma at some point, though a time has not been released. So the, the police at least said her car was seen going back into the city. But when was this? Was this before or and after the calls to her was sister? She, was she the one that was driving? Yeah, like where Where are the cameras? I, there's so many questions with this, but we're going to touch on it a little bit later. But it was very clear to Jalissa's family that something was not right when they all awoke for the day. Irene had received those strange FaceTime calls from her at just 524 and 525 in the morning which was very unusual. I do want to just point out a discrepancy, even though it really doesn't matter. Um, some articles state that it was 525 and 526. I just want to get that clear in case anybody is like, you're wrong. The, there's uh, conflicting information about which two minutes these were, but right. that's when it was. But, you know, somewhere around... 525. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around 525. So then her brother Joey and her grandmother noticed that she hadn't gotten home after her quick outing. So with all of this, her mother Norma tried calling her cell phone, but she did not receive an answer. And Jalissa didn't answer anyone else's calls in the family that day, nor did she return any of their calls. So everyone just knew that something was not right. So that evening, on Sunday, August 7th, 2022, at around 7 p.m., Norma called police to report her 22-year-old daughter missing. 
The next day, Jalissa missed work at the packing warehouse, and she just continued to miss work as the days went by, and her whereabouts remained a mystery. Her mom is adamant that she was hardworking and would never have just not shown up to work. She even bought her own car with cash from money that she had saved. That's how responsible she was and how much she cared about showing up to her job and saving money. And her family was her life. There's no way that she would go missing like this on purpose. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Do you want to earn cash back while you shop? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out Rakuten, especially because this week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cashback event of the year with 15% cashback at hundreds of stores. Rakuten is the shopping platform to use so that you can save big while you shop. They're partnered with over 3,500 stores across all categories, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so many others. Some of our personal favorite participating stores are Ray-Ban, Hydro Flask, Clinique Online, and Verbo, just to name a few. There are so many big stores and brands that you're already buying from. But don't miss this major deal. It's a limited time only with eight days of these high cashback rates so you can save more than usual. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So with that, the city of Selma and the surrounding areas began looking for Jalissa. And here's what they were looking for. Her car, since that was also missing, which again is a silver 2011 Hyundai accent with the back windows tinted and she has California plates on it that read 8MPU766 and there is a dent above the passenger side tire. Jalissa on the other hand was just a day away from 22 and a half years old with her birthday being on February 8th and she stands at 5 foot 3 weighs around 220 pounds though some sources state that she was around 180 pounds and she has long brown hair and brown eyes she also wears black rimmed glasses now police were also looking for Jalissa right away and were even able to get a ping on her cell phone on Monday, August 8th, 2022. So technically the day after she was last seen since she was last seen at about 4 a.m. on Sunday, August 7th. 
But later on in the morning, the Selma police said, quote, the phone did not continue to ping. The search began in the area of which she was last seen, so in the area by the gas station, by law enforcement, Jalissa's family, and other members of the community. And drones were also used in the search, but it didn't reveal any helpful information in the search for Jalissa. A few days later, on Thursday, August 11th, 2022, the phone company in which Jalissa's cell phone is affiliated with released cell phone records to police, and it revealed her last known location. What we know about these pings is that it led police to investigate the Pine Flat and Avocado Lake areas, which are located about 30 minutes northeast from the Arco gas station and the AMPM food mart, meaning in the opposite direction in which Jalissa exited the parking lot. Because remember, she headed west, not northeast. And Avocado Lake is about 30 minutes away, but Pine Flat Lake is just past it a bit further along a rural road. Before we talk about these lakes, I want to talk about that because so we know that police stated she was seen or at least her car was seen driving back into Selma. So what I'm curious about is if her last ping was in the Pine Flat Lake and Avocado Lake area or if that was just one of the places her phone last pinged. Because if it was the last place, then that would be really suspicious if her car was seen later driving into Selma. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. But or so that is information that we don't have is if this is the last ping or one of the last pings. Sorry, carry on. So let's talk about Avocado Lake first. So there's a park that's called Avocado Lake Park, and it's a 210-acre day-use park where people enjoy picnicking or going to the water to fish or swim. The park is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and appears to get very busy in the summers. And Avocado Lake is located in Sanger, California, and then Pine Flat Lake is also in Sanger. And that's described as a reservoir in the Sierra Nevada foothills in eastern Fresno County. The lake is 18 miles across, and it's known for boating, fishing, swimming, and hiking on the outskirts. So as we know, whenever a body of water, or in this case, two bodies of water, are involved in a case, things get a lot more difficult because searching them takes a lot of manpower and resources. But the Fresno County Sheriff's Office joined in with the Selma County Police Department to search both areas by helicopter as well as on the ground. But a few weeks into the search on August 25th, 2022, Adventures with Purpose started to join in on the search for Jalissa at both of these lakes. And I'm sure a lot of you guys know who Adventures with Purpose are. They are actually the organization that found Kylie Rodney's car. Yes, and I'm, I'm going to dive into that in just a sec. So, but also for those who don't know, Adventures with Purpose is a search and rescue dive team out of Bend, Oregon, that helps families find their missing loved ones. And then the two years that they've been doing this, they have solved 23 cases, which is 
absolutely amazing. So they're incredibly hardworking and they use underwater sonar equipment to get answers. And just to quickly, again, you know, bring up Kylie Rodney, Adventures with Purpose were the ones who found her car and body. So it's awesome that they also joined in on the search for Jalissa. Because if it weren't for Adventures with Purpose, who knows when Kylie would have been found because she was found in the body of water that police had previously cleared. But there she was. So there is a lot of hope that they can bring the same kind of justice to Jalissa and her family if Jalissa was sadly met with any kind of foul play. Oh, and I also want to note that it was stated how difficult it is to get an accurate location via ping when you're in canyon terrain like this area. So they did also search outside of the zones of these lakes. They didn't just search the lakes, but also the surrounding area. Yeah. So basically, um, the scenario in my mind right now is that if something of foul play happened here, it's possible that her phone or herself are near the lake or it, her car well but you know seeing that the seeing as the the car driving back into selma or That's police true. having that footage it's like it's like you know did something did somebody do something to her out there and then drive her car back into town and get rid of it or something like that you know so what i'm true. saying i keep forgetting that they caught her car on camera but it's just so hard to talk about because like we don't know what time it was seen so it's it's very complicated, but yeah, you're right. But luckily, they are searching the lakes to make sure that she's not in there. Absolutely. Which, of course, they don't want to find her there, but they have to look. Exactly. So not long after Adventures with Purpose joined in on the search, Doug Bishop, who is a member of the Adventures with Purpose team, told news outlets that they were able to officially rule out Avocado Lake, that they didn't find any evidence that connected to Jalissa there, and that they could concretely say that she was not in that lake. And then they were able to say the same for Pine Flat Lake. And Jalissa's family was there at both of the lakes during the searches, um, and they were just kind of hoping that they would not find anything. And due to not finding any evidence of her there, it only made her family more confident that she is out there somewhere alive. But the thought of her being abducted or in a scary situation is still heavily believed by both her family and the police, despite the fact that nothing concrete points to this being true. Police Chief Alcaraz stated, quote, There's nothing overtly that leads us to believe that a criminal act has occurred, though he also admitted that he and his office are treating Jalissa's case as a criminal matter. And this is because, again, her family insists that she would never just go missing like this and that this isn't her character at all, especially considering at this point, like today, it's been almost a month and a half and there is just no sign of her at all, like no phone activity, no clear sightings. It's weird. And here's another quote from Alcrez. Quote, this is not normal behavior for Miss Fuentes. So we are treating this as a criminal matter. Yeah, and we have to picture, you know, the fact that she was out at 4 a.m., running to the store to get a snack, it's not like she's running away. She didn't, you know, it's it, she didn't pack up her car at 4 a.m. No. to go drive off somewhere. And police know that, and her yeah. family knows that. And also the fact that she was so close with her family, there's just no fucking way. It she's, no. No, there's just no way. So as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, Jalissa was known to frequent lakes sometimes if she wanted to clear her head, and Avocado Lake was one of those spots. But would she go there in the middle of the night when she was simply going out for a quick snack run? 
I just don't. I mean, it it's may be. possible. Like, it's possible she drove over to one of these spots and was met with some bad person while she was there. And then this person took her out of the area. Or was she met with some person before this and they had her phone in this area? Like, I don't know why she would go out that far so late, even though she does frequent that area on occasion. Like, unless she was in a weird mood, but she had just come back from a party. Like, she just wanted to get a snack. Why would she take two hours out of her day to go to a lake yeah. in the morning like yeah, that. Yeah, and my, my my brain goes back to what we were talking about with the tinted windows and how it appeared that she was alone uh, when she went into the AMPM. It's like, if if the possibility is there that she was not and somebody was... That she was not alone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody forced her to drive out to this lake. That could explain why she went out that way. But then again, it's like, how could you know that? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Excuse me. <laughs> these exactly. Are... <laughs> Sorry, I love you. <laughs> so, I mean, these are all questions that everyone is wondering, but no one has answers to. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Sometimes Daphne and I are doing research for Going West, and we subscribe to different newspapers from all around the country, and then we forget to unsubscribe. But that's exactly why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You'll be able to see all of your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, Rocket Money can help you cancel it in just a few taps. It is seriously that easy. And that's why Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash going west. That's rocketmoney.com slash going west. rocketmoney.com slash going west. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back 
just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Before that break, we discussed how searchers had ruled out both Avocado Lake and Pine Flat Lake in the search for Jalissa, even though, you know, this appears to be the last place that her phone may have pinged. Right, or at least one of the last places. So since then, her family has been searching the nearby farmland and orchards, as well as scouring offshoot dirt roads and just the whole area in general, trying to find some clue that could lead them to Jalissa's whereabouts. In late August of 2022, during the third week of the search, the Fuentes family expressed their concerns with the police's investigation, with Jalissa's father stating, quote, What I don't understand is, if you've got all these resources and other agencies involved, police say that the FBI is getting involved, we should have something. These are some of our top trained agencies in the United States, supposedly. They were also frustrated by the lack of attention Jalissa's case received in the beginning, since most news outlets were focused on Kylie Rodney, which she absolutely deserved as well, but Jalissa didn't get that same deserved attention until after Kylie was found and people started to realize that another girl in California had also disappeared in her car. And I know we are bringing up Kylie a lot in this episode, but it's just because it was happening at the same time, not too far apart. And yeah. there are a lot of similarities as far as them both going missing from their cars and Adventures with Purpose getting involved. So that's why these cases are often linked. So the police had this to say about it, quote, we're doing all we can with the resources we have adding that they have spent hundreds of hours searching the area and using 16 off-road vehicles, covering nearly 2,000 ground miles. Yet, of course, since no answers have come, the family is looking for alternative ways to try to get answers, so they hired a private investigator. But with 44 days behind us, it's still unclear what happened to Jalissa. So let's talk about some of the ideas that are floating around. Obviously, with other recent cases, it's pondered if she accidentally drove into a body of water. You know, it was very late at night or very early, again, depending on how you look at it. So maybe she was tired and somehow ended up in water or got into some kind of accident. Now, she had been at that family friend's party for hours, and we're not sure if she had been drinking at all, but she wanted a snack at nearly 4 a.m. So I can't imagine that she was that tired or else she would have just gone to sleep. And sure, maybe she wanted to watch the sunrise at 6, 10 a.m. and just enjoy like a slow early Sunday morning and then something happened. But her FaceTiming her sister twice just after 5.20 a.m. feels important. Like it does. She, yeah, like she needed help, maybe. 
Now, she didn't call 911, as I said earlier, but these calls are just really suspicious to me. And, you know, just because she didn't call 911 doesn't mean that she wasn't in distress. True. Because a lot of times people will contact a family member without thinking, oh, hey, maybe I need to contact 911 instead. Yeah. And, like, I could see myself even doing that. I would probably contact my dad. Right. If I was in any situation before, I would contact police. Or imagine if maybe she was being followed or she saw someone weird and she didn't want to jump to conclusions by calling 911 because a lot of people don't call 911 because they're like, oh, that's that's too serious, or what if it's not something bad, and then I call 911 and it's not a big deal? Right. So maybe that happened. She saw someone or she had a weird feeling about something, so she called her sister, hoping that maybe the vibrations or the ring would wake her up so that she could tell someone that she knew and trusted. Right. And in my mind, like, the biggest thing in this case to me is where is her car? Like, obviously, where is Jalissa? Right, right. But, but a car but, is huge. But, but a car is huge, and that's very important. If you can find the car, that could tell a story. And oftentimes it does. Yeah, it, it really it really does. So finding that is super crucial as well. So if you are in California, just remember the description of her car. Again, a silver 2011 Hyundai Accent with a dent on the side. The back windows are tinted. And then her license plate number, again, is 8MPU766. One of the more obvious thoughts here is that she was abducted. And this could have happened easily if she had driven somewhere to stop and have a peaceful moment. Because someone with bad intentions could have driven by and stopped, or even someone on foot, which would make sense considering her car is missing too. Or if someone had come upon her, they could have come back for her car at another point, which is why finding her car is so important because, like you said, it could give us a lot of clues, like if someone else's DNA was on the steering wheel or if there was any blood in the vehicle, etc. But also the location of her car could help a lot as well. And this could help us determine why her car was seen driving back into the city. Because it also makes me wonder, did she go to Avocado Lake? Did she decide, hey, I'm not tired. My brother's not home yet. I just want to go see the lake and watch the sunrise. And then I'm going to come back. And then something happened to her on the way back in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's important to note that her car is seen going back into Selma. Now, we don't know much about that particular event. I hope that comes out soon. Yeah. God, we, I just want to know. Exactly. But we do know that it was not leaving Selma. So that is an important clue here. And I also want to mention that Jalissa wasn't known to be dating anyone at all when she went missing. So the thought that she was out with someone she was romantically involved with is not believed to be the case. And according to her family, Jalissa kept everyone in the loop of what she was up to. So despite the fact that she liked going on drives and like seeing other areas, she didn't just go. Like she always told someone what she was up to, just like how she told her brother that she was going to the AMPM for a quick snack. So again, I just go back to, you know, if she was planning, if she did just decide to go up to Avocado Lake or Pine Flat Lake, why didn't she call or text her brother and say, hey, you know, I'm going to extend my little trip. I'm going up to the lake to watch the sunrise or whatever she would have wanted to do. Um, I'll be back a little later than expected. Yeah. And it only makes sense because if she notified him in the first place that she was actually going to the AMPM to get a snack, don't you think she would have probably notified him that hey, I'm going to go up to this lake. Right, with, which then brings us back to the phone calls to her sister. But if she wanted to just say, hey, this is where I am, 
I, I could see her more so texting, knowing that it was so early and that someone wasn't going to answer. So that's why I still believe those phone calls were to warn her sister about something that she saw or something that was happening to her. Jalissa's mom, Norma, recently stated, quote, I think Jalissa's disappearance is out of the ordinary and there was suspicious activity. Someone surely did something to her and people know something. We are still doing search operations and we will not stop until our baby is home. We go out every day and look for our baby. Her mom also stated that she hasn't been able to return to work due to the distress that she's been experiencing every single day, not knowing where her daughter is. Though she has reportedly had to go back to pay the bills, but it's incredibly difficult. Norma posts to Facebook daily to write a message to Jalissa. The most recent post is from just two hours before we're recording this, and it says, quote, Day 45. It's 45 days, Lissy, since you've been gone. I just can't with this hole in my heart. We need you so much. Our life is incomplete, and this emptiness is unreal. Each day that passes by becomes harder. I pray for answers. I pray for our detective. I pray for our Steve and Annabelle. I pray for law enforcement to look for my Lissy as she were their own. I pray that this country sees you and someone says something. We love you, Jalissa, and we will never stop. Jalissa's older sister, Irene, has also been posting consistently about her sister on Facebook. And her latest post is from just yesterday, September 19th, 2022. And it reads, quote, Pray for me and my family, please. Every day it gets harder for us, not easier. I miss my sister so much. I would do anything to have her back. Life will never go on for us until we know where she is. Jalissa's cell phone has not been used since she went missing, and neither has her bank account. There is currently a $15,000 reward ready to be given to someone who can help bring answers to the case. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of 22-year-old Jalissa Fuentes, please call the Selma Police Department at 559-896-2525. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. And on Friday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Please don't forget to share Jalissa's story. We're going to post her missing poster and just everything related to this case on our socials. So please go share her missing poster, share her story, share the episode. Like, much more people need to know about this story so that she can hopefully be found very soon. Also, since we're going to post all of her information on our socials, please let us know what you think happened here. Because it is good to get the conversation going. I want to hear what you guys think of this case. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It is really good to talk about this and to speculate, despite a lot of people don't like to speculate, but it is good because that's how people figure things out and that's how cases are solved. So please keep sharing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Our hearts really go out to Jalissa's family who has been just searching for her every single day. So let's all help them by sharing her story. And sorry for everybody if you heard little Dewey uh, snoring in the background. <laughs> God, he snores so loud. He's yeah. like a little piglet. He has been sleeping this whole time, and he looks so cute. Uh, we posted a photo of him on our socials, too, if you guys want to see. He is adorable. Um, but, yeah, he has been snoring up a storm. 
Absolutely. <laughs> also, get ready for the dark parts. It's coming back in less than a month. I mean, we're just a few weeks away. October 6th. And that shit is dropping. We cannot wait. We're going to uh, drop two episodes on October 6th. And then every week after that on Thursdays, it will be one new episode a week. We're super excited. It's going to be really fun. So check it out. And thank you again. Also, I just wanted to mention that if anybody has any suggestions for interesting topics or urban legends that you think would be great for the dark parts, please let us know on our socials. I'm always looking for new uh, creepy, scary stories to cover, so let me know. Yes. Also, the best way really is to email us at thedarkpartspodcast at gmail.com. We love your guys' suggestions. It helps us make really fun episodes that we know you guys are going to be interested in. So uh, thank you so much. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.